0: hey there black healing matters family danielle here the black healing matters podcast where we offer you ideas to hopefully move you one step closer to your healing happy thursday to you and on this doing the right things thursday i bring you someone who is truly spectacular that's right who are we talking about today well we're talking about mr alvin irby alvin irby is a former kindergarten teacher turned social entrepreneur and comedian he's a founder and a chief reading inspirer you hear that chief reading inspirer at barbershop books a literacy program that creates child-friendly reading spaces in barbershops and provides early literacy training to barbers his work connecting reading to male centered spaces involving men and boys. Early reading experience earned him the National Book Foundations 2017 Innovations in Reading Prize. Alvin is also a nationally recognized and award-winning social entrepreneur, speaker, and comedian. And The reason I came across Alvin and the reason I'm introducing him to you on today's Doing the Right Things Thursday, where we catch somebody, not in the act of doing wrong, but in the act of doing something right, is because I came across his TED Talk, where he discussed his program, Barbershop Books, as well as the importance of literacy, early childhood literacy, particularly for black boys. So I think you'll really enjoy this Black Healing Matters family. Sit tight and listen. It's about eight minutes long to Mr. Alvin Irby's TED Talk. It's phenomenal. Hope you enjoy it. Please let me know what you think. Send me a call in, an email, a message, a comment, however you get through to me. Let me know what you think about this initiative. Have you heard of this before? Do you know of anything similar? I would love to, to, uh, to talk to you about that. All right. On that note, stay blessed. And as always, Black Healing Matters. <laughs>
1: As an elementary school teacher, um, my mom did everything she could to ensure I had good reading skills. This usually consisted of weekend reading lessons at our kitchen table while my friends played outside. My reading ability improved, but these forced reading lessons didn't exactly inspire a love of reading. High school changed everything. In 10th grade, My regular English class read short stories and did spelling tests. Out of sheer boredom, I asked to be switched into another class. The next semester, I joined advanced English. (laughs) We read two novels and wrote two book reports that semester. The drastic difference in rigor between these two English classes angered me and spurred questions like, where did all these white people come from? My high school was over 70 percent Black and Latino, but this advanced English class had white students everywhere. This personal encounter with institutionalized racism altered my relationship with reading forever. I learned that I couldn't depend on a school, a teacher or curriculum to teach me what I needed to know. And more out of, like, rebellion than being intellectual, I decided I would no longer allow other people to dictate when and what I read. And without realizing it, I had stumbled upon a key to helping children read. Identity. Instead of fixating on skills and moving students from one reading level to another, or forcing struggling readers to memorize lists of unfamiliar words, we should be asking ourselves this question. How can we inspire children to identify as readers? Deshaun, a brilliant first grader I taught in the Bronx, he helped me understand how identity shapes learning. One day, during math, I walk up to Deshaun, and I say, Deshaun, you're a great mathematician. He looks at me and responds, I'm not a mathematician, I'm a math genius." <laughs> Okay, Deshaun. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Reading? Completely different story. Mr. Irby, I can't read. I'm never going to learn to read, he would say. I taught Deshaun to read, but there are countless Black boys who remain remain trapped in illiteracy. According to the US Department of Education, more than 85 percent of Black male fourth graders are not proficient in reading. Eighty-five percent! The more challenges to reading children face, the more culturally competent educators need to be. Moonlighting as a stand-up comedian for the past eight years, I understand the importance of cultural competency, which I define as the ability to translate what you want someone else to know or be able to do into communication or experiences that they find relevant and engaging. Before going on stage, I assess an audience. Are they white? Are they Latino? Are they old, young, professional, conservative? Then I curate and modify my jokes based on what I think will generate the most laughter. While performing in a church, I could tell bar jokes, but that might not result in laughter. (laughs) As a society, we're creating reading experiences for children that are the equivalent of telling bar jokes in a church. And then we wonder why so many children don't read. Educator and philosopher Paulo Freire believed that teaching and learning should be two-way. Students shouldn't be viewed as empty buckets to be filled with facts, but as co-creators of knowledge. Cookie-cutter curriculums and school policies that require students to sit statue still or to work in complete silence, these environments often exclude the individual learning needs, the interests and the expertise of children, especially black boys. Many of the children's books promoted to black boys focus on serious topics like slavery, civil rights and biographies. Less than 2 percent of teachers in the United States are black males, and a majority of black boys are raised by single mothers. There are literally young black boys who have never seen a black man reading or never had a black man encourage him to read. What cultural factors, what social cues are present that would lead a young black boy to conclude that reading is even something he should do? This is why I created Barbershop Books. It's a literacy nonprofit that creates child-friendly reading spaces in barbershops. The mission is simple, to help young Black boys identify as readers. Lots of Black boys go to the barbershop once or twice a month. Some see their barbers more than they see their fathers. Barbershop Books connects reading to a male-centered space and involves Black men and boys' early reading experiences. This identity-based reading program uses a curated list of children's books recommended by black boys. These are the books that they actually want to read. Scholastic's 2016 Kids and Family Report found that the number one thing children look for when choosing a book is a book that will make them laugh. So if we're serious, about helping black boys and other children to read when it's not required, we need to incorporate relevant male reading models into early literacy and exchange some of the children's books that adults love so much for funny, silly or even gross books like Gross Greg. (laughs) You call them boogers. Greg calls them delicious little sugars. (laughs) That laugh, that positive reaction, or gross reaction some of you just had, Black boys deserve and desperately need more of that. Dismantling the savage inequalities that plague American education requires us to create reading experiences that inspire all children to say three words. I'm a reader. Thank you.